Boom, we're back. Episode two of the old fashioned podcast coming back at you with your host, Jared and Joe. Alrighty. What are we heading over today? I think we're going to go ahead and hit over some uh, day in the life. Sounds good to me. Let's get right into it. Alrighty, Jared. I think you're going to go ahead and go ahead and take her away. All right. So uh, on today's episode, guys, we just want to kind of go over and uh, kind of share share what we do on a daily basis. Um, I think that gets overlooked a lot in ag. You know, you go to the grocery store, you pick up your chicken, you pick up your broccoli, whatever it is, and and uh, me and Joe were discussing what we wanted to talk about, and we just feel like there's there's a true disconnect in, in what goes into making food that you pick up from the grocery store. Well, and I think that's so much the case, because when you look at big farms, say, like, when you think, what big farmers are there? Like, you have, like, the corn farmers, like, back in Iowa and whatnot, where there's a big misconception of, like, those guys versus, like, how we farm out in California, like, what we grow out in California. Yeah. Out here, there's so much more that, in my opinion, that goes into more the specialty crops. Now, I'm not taking anything away from them boys uh, back east by any means, but um, it's just a different type of it's farming. Just a, it's just a different type of farming, and we're not used to that type of farming. And I feel like that type of farming has really been broadcasted very much through um, YouTubers and podcasters. Um, uh, back there but there hasn't really been much of a west coast influence uh, or showing of west coast agriculture so we just kind of wanted to come out and just kind of show like what's like the what, what 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 are the daily things that happens in the type of farming that jared does and and really the and then the type of farming that i do because there's so much more that just goes into it of just growing harvesting and selling it off and sending it off to uh, the next point of processing um so one hundred percent. I think you know they they see a they see a product in the store and they they think uh, that product just kind of comes like that. I mean they don't. I mean we just listened to Mike Bloomberg a few months ago say that anyone can be a farmer. I mean you just drop a seed in the ground and then and let it grow, which is which is not the case at all. I think between the chemistry that goes into farming, everything like that. You have. I mean, do you think the the modern farmer has to be? Uh, has to have many things in his tool belt. Not only does he know how, not only does he have to know how to farm and know how to quote unquote put the seed in the ground and cover it with dirt, but you have to be a chemist. You have mechanic. to know. You have to be a mechanic. You have to know how to market. You have to know business. You. I mean, you're essentially. I mean, you're. You are doing all these aspects that say somebody that um just what's like a generic. Like uh, I was um, just going to compare it to, you know, you go into an office building and, and it's broke up into sections, right? You have this guy that does this marketing. You have this guy that markets to these people. You have the guy that sits on the computer and looks up sale prices to... You have different divisions. Exactly. That's so, a good way to put it. Yes. There's different divisions. When, when you look into uh, into other businesses, there's, there, there's different divisions where an ag... It's most of the time you have the... You got to be able to do it all. You got to be able to do it all because, I mean, you got to be able to go jump on your computer, go look at, well, what's the price of alfalfa today or what or what's the price of wheat today? And then you got to be able, oh, wait, oh, wait, the baler broke down. So now I got to go place a hydraulic fitting on the baler. Yep. Or and then from there and then, oh, wait, but now I... But, oh, wait, but now... I got uh, I got star thistle in the wheat, so now I got to figure out what can I what 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 do I have to spray, and then working with your PCA if you have one or not. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a it's just a non-constant of just what what. I mean, if you want to get into something that is that's going to keep you on your toes, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything else but farming. I mean, because one day you think that, you, and one day you hop in the pickup and you're going to go drive down there, and you're your gonna, field's going to look good, and you think you know it. And the next and day, the next day you, you can have something come in. in there. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or you get you get drift from a neighbor's field, and it kills your your it's, wheat. I mean, I mean, you never know what's going to happen out exactly. there. Exactly. So, I think I think all those things are so overlooked. Yeah, when, when there's so much more that goes into that product on the shelf than than just what you see 
exactly. those baby carrots that are already cut and packaged. So exactly. That's so, what we're going to go into today. We're going to kind of break down what we do on the daily basis from from getting up in the morning to the time we go to bed. And we're just going to kind of walk you guys through it and and hopefully kind of paint you guys a picture of what's happening. I mean, because I think, I mean, I think, I think America has this big, like, like cookie cutter image of like, Oh, the farmer gets up in the morning and, and, and his he bib goes overalls down, and, and his bib overalls and he goes down and he go gets himself a cup of coffee in the morning. And his hash brown I mean, from, the, from the yeah from the cafe downtown. yeah from the cafe and then as he's flirting with, with the waitress, I mean it, that that's I mean that's I mean maybe maybe that stuff happens, but uh, on all the operations that I've been, I mean besides for a few, which which I'm sure Jared and I could think of, and I'm sure some of our uh, some of our local Brentwood local, residents might know might know might know a few of them, but. Uh, no, so um, I think so, Jared. Hey, Jared. So why don't you go ahead and dive in? So just on, let's say, just on a. I mean, let's just start. What What did you do last week on Monday? Let's just start there. All right, last Monday, um, I was cutting the 120 acre wheat field. So uh, <laughs> let's just uh, dive into to kind of how that starts out. So. Um, Hold on, Jared. What time do you wake up in the morning? Let, let's start there. Let, let, let's let, let's start from from point A and let's end at point Z. Usually, I'm waking up about five fifteen. Uh, head into the kitchen, make my lunch, pack mm-hmm. a lunch every day. Mm-hmm. So I don't make any money. So I gotta I gotta save dimes where I can. So yeah, uh huh. Okay. I get up, go make my lunch, uh, get ready to go. I got about a half hour drive to to where we farm from my house. Um, so I do that, and first thing that I'll do, I'll go unlock the shop if it's not already unlocked. Um, my grandpa usually beats me there. He's up there at 6 o'clock every morning. So uh, I get going. No, get- no, Jen, no, hold on one second, Jerry. Now, c- can you tell them where, like, whereabouts is, like, what kind of, whereabouts is the farm so that they kind of have a general reference of maybe where, of where we're at? Yeah, so... The farm that that we're on, um, it's going to be closer to Stockton than anything else. We're out, we're out smack dab in the middle of the California Delta. We're farming on the islands out there, so so we're farming straight peat dirt. Um, for those of you guys that don't know what peat dirt is, it's a light, dusty type dirt with a lot of organic material it's in it. Exactly, because when with air pockets. Yes. So what 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 peat so. When you get out there into the uh, California Delta, and this is also very relevant in the Mississippi uh, River Delta too, um, you have this, it, it's peat dirt. And what peat dirt is, is that before uh, there were levees created and everything else, everything would flood and then retract during the summer, then flood during the winter and, and so on. So what you had, you had this big sum of organic material that just broke down year after year after year to where now you get this, this, the soil called peat dirt so it's it's a very heavy or it's a very heavy organic and porous soil that um that grows that can grow for instance corn really well it can grow wheat really well uh, asparagus was asparagus was really big and the asparagus was really big in the california Huge. delta uh, especially um, like 70s and all in the 70s and stuff my family was, was uh was actually grown asparagus and we, and we were cutting a thousand crates a day exactly so um, so huge out there not 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 so much anymore the last uh place that had it out there was out kind of by orwood yeah kind of deal track but yeah. uh, that's, orwood, that's yeah. all gone yeah yeah um but but yeah so that's kind of that's like the picture of the soil that we're we're farming out there i mean we could spend a whole day talking about soil and you know honestly. what and then maybe maybe you and know what and that's something that i that's something that, I, that i've been thinking about is that we're gonna one of these days we're gonna have a whole podcast just 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 based off of soil and what soil does so but anyway okay jared back all right jumping back, back into it back um, into it. so usually start out obviously you got to let the the hay or alfalfa we call hay um kind of dry out before you can go cut it now you get a good cutting um and it floats through the machine right crimps down and you get it and it dries it dries out well in the in the windrow which is after you cut it but Got to start out greasing the machine, the header, the belts. You got to you, everything. You got to go through it because complete maintenance every morning. It's not like your car, where your car you just hop in and turn and turn the key and go. There's a lot more moving parts and what pulleys, gears, 
uh, hydraulicos is we i mean there's more there uh, your car is everything yeah. everything that is going to be moving on that machine has I to mean, be looked over because you think that i'll be sitting on that machine for eight hours straight without turning it off yeah if it's not greased if it's not lubed up right i mean i'm throwing belts i'm gonna be i'm gonna be then spending so much money what's fixing that, that machine. yeah exactly it is so it boils down so a little bit of maintenance in the morning if you take 30 minutes to, if you take 30 minutes or an hour to look over the machine make sure that it is in good working condition so then you don't have any breakdowns be way farther ahead and a lot and a lot of guys they like using in in, in a lot of operations they like using that older equipment but they owe it but then all the mold timers always preach you got to let the equipment warm up. You got to check it. You got to make sure your, your fluids cool are all good. When you're done. And when you cool it down and cooling it up because, you know, because when you take care of stuff, it lasts you a lot longer. And that's something 100%. that I think our generation could take from right there. Take care of your shit. One, so. 100% because, we yeah, the, the people out there listening, they know. They know. They know. So, yeah, so I do that in the morning. Usually finish that up i'll either go check fields or something go check the water that we got on the corn right now uh, make sure all the ditches are looking good we don't have any breaks anything like that and then usually about nine o'clock that that hay is dry enough for me to start cutting so uh the borders are 52 feet apart and the borders are there for after you cut you do flood irrigation so you basically open up a ditch and let that water run into the field sit and then uh that alfalfa will grow back so we do four passes um in between each border and i go up and down up and down i'm cutting at about 4.2 miles an hour we don't have the rotary headers which you can cut six to eight miles an hour so mm -hmm. you can move a little bit faster yeah yeah but you guys have a you guys have a just sickle. the old sickle the old the old the old, the old sickle bars which uh those headers are usually running about 16 feet so you gotta that's something that that's something that when jared and i when uh, we were cutting hay a few when few, we were first few, few, learning when we were when we were first learning when we were just, we were just pups out there exactly not not clumping up the alfalfa we actually clumped up the alfalfa one time and we got handed pitchforks and said you're gonna go fix all your clumps of yeah, alfalfa so we got to walk a 90 acre field with pitchforks and spread out the alfalfa so it cured right you know what that, that's a big deal though that alfalfa's got a cure right or them cows are gonna get sick well not only that i mean when you when you have clumped up alfalfa out there which you don't realize that as soon as you cut that hay, it starts decomposing. Yep. So when there's, so when stuff starts decomposing, you get You'll heat. Get so that means when you go to your compost pile or whatnot, and you feel that heat, when you feel that heat that's radiating off that compost pile, that's that that's breaking down. That's that's energy. So when you go in, so then when you're going, you're picking that up with a baler. The baler already is going to add heat to that because the baler is compressing that hay down or that hay or alfalfa, whatever you, or alfalfa or wheat hay or whatever, whatever type of hay foliage that you have that you are baling. It's going to, when that, when, when that baler is working, you're, you're, you're compressing, you're making more heat. So the more heat you, you add to that, the more bacteria or bacteria, oh geez. Um, easy the, Joe. Yeah. Easy Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the more um, the more pressure the more pressure that you're adding to that bale, the more heat that you are um, creating, creating. more energy. So and then there's been countless of stories of balers catching on fire because or, you're not or the bales sitting in the stack when they when they if they're not cured right and they're mm -hmm. still wet or something, then you add all that heat and they boom they'll go up in flames. So and, and like I said. There'll be an episode where we can dive into more of the uh, the uh, the uh, what is it? Um, what what the what, what word am I looking for? The more of the uh, the, the process, the technicalities of yeah. hay and whatnot. We're 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 just kind of going over some topics right now, and I'm sure spitballing here. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure some of and I'm sure some of you guys are probably like, "What the hell are they talking about?" Well, we'll dive into all that one day. We're just. We're just giving you an overview. We're just here. rambling over here. That's all. That, 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 that's usually what we do. We're, We're just, just sitting down telling stories. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, so I'll do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm mowing about 4.2 miles an hour. It's basically like a big lawn mower. So you guys know, so you guys know those uh, old school lawn mowers that have like the wheel and then they go. It's like you guys, and I, I'm trying to think of a movie where I saw them. And you know, and all those old like I Love Lucy, which I'm probably sure half of our listener base is gonna go like I Love Lucy. What the, who the hell is that? Well, <laughs> something that us old folks like uh, I uh, watch. 
It, it's 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 a uh, old um, it uh, us old folks. Joseph is twenty, and I myself am eighteen. Yeah, so, so so when we say we're old fashioned, we're 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 just pups, but but we're little old men. Really, so just just take our word for it. Yeah. So so anyway, so and then okay, Jared. So then now, what happens then? Uh, so let's say then you're cutting hay. So then what? So then. You start cutting hay about, I think, I think we were starting cutting hay about, what, 8.39, and then you're sitting there, and then you cut hay till till probably you guys take lunch about when? Usually take lunch around noon. Um, depending on how busy we are, we either take a 15, 20-minute lunch, or if we got a lot to get done, then just take our sandwiches on the tractor and we don't stop. We'll just work straight through lunch. But uh, really just, just cutting those fields, and then it's basically the same thing all day long um working 10 12 hour days out there cutting until it gets too wet or or too dark but um we usually we usually do about 60 acres a day i think um, i think that's i think you and i almost cut that 90 acre field in one day one time well you can cut a you can cut a 90 with two machines in it yeah for sure yeah um, but uh, i think uh, but uh, yeah that 90 you can cut in one day the 60 you can cut in one day the 120 the one, the one twenty. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, however long it takes me to cut, I'll do that for a few days, and then we'll let it dry in the windrow, which is what's left by the machine. And then uh, you got to let that cure for a little bit, and then we'll come back with a rake, and we'll rake uh, the windrows together. So two two windrows to one, and then we'll take the two on the other side of the border and roll those to one. And then we'll roll, end up rolling all that together after we flip it. And uh, so we're putting four windrows into one. And that we do that basically just for – it gets a better pack on the hay, more pressure going into that baler so that baler makes a nice and also, tight bale. It's less, it's less times you got to go up and down the field yep. because you're taking four windrows and you're putting that into one. So then think, so then your costs go down on diesel because then you're only having to run the tractor it over. It's just more, everything. Just more, it's, more just, it's just more practical, more efficient, PN – yeah, so, all right, Jared. So, so, uh, so that's kind of the deal with the hay. Um, that was what I did on Monday. I cut wheat straw Wednesday all day long, Thursday so all then, day long. So then for, for all you guys that, that like, well, wheat, wheat straw, okay, so. That's after you harvest the it's hay. After you, yeah, exactly. So with wheat, um, for, uh, I think you guys sell, because where, because where, because where, because where does your guys' wheat go to go to? You guys go, that, Phil O'Connell, so it just goes to a broker. That, yeah. That, that, it goes to, basically just, uh, we produce it, it goes to a middleman that sells it, um, gets a price that he thinks is, is fair for it based on the foreign material that's in it, that kind of stuff. Um, and then. The nutrients in it, and then. Yep. Yeah. So, and then, um, Yeah. After it gets tested at the lab, they, they, they can break down and see all, all the different percentages yeah. of what's in it. Uh, the protein percentage, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, uh, so, then that's, so then that's running then the combine over it, and then you harvest the grain off of it. And then what you're left is you're left with the byproduct of which now you have the straw. So instead of going back and just disking it in, which is a practice that is that is also used another practice that 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 was used a lot a long a long time ago and a lot of the rice guys uh up here in uh butte county and glenn county and and um and uh even uh south end of uh Tehama, um they have uh they'll go and they'll burn their fields mm-hmm. so then you get rid of so then you get rid of that chaff um but but an easy way that guys and because uh, what they do is that then you go and they you cut you cut the wheat straw and what that wheat straw is used for is that if you guys driving down the road and you see you see these straw waddles on uh, you've seen like near like construction sites that's one that that's one way that the, that you guys can use um, animal bedding animal bedding even on a, even um uh, you go to the pet store and they have those little bunnies sitting in straw to keep them straw. warm exactly so the heat it's just, over the top so it's just it's just a byproduct of wheat. Yep. Yep. 100%. And it's just, um, what decides on if we make the wheat straw or not depends on the price. If we can get a good price for it, then it's worth us doing it. If not, then we just disc it into the ground and, and, and get it ready for, for whatever we're going to plant next. Because the, the, I think the biggest, I mean, I, I, I mean, the, and, and this may sound bad, but where all boils down to at the end is money. 100%. So it, it's, what can you, 
if it what's cost effective what's cost for you effective, exactly what's worth it for you to go back there and put in the time that energy the the expense that it's going to cost and 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 ultimately get another product together exactly. and are you going to get a big enough return on it exactly i mean because what i mean because what i mean because what's the price per ton on a on a wheat hay right now do you, you, you right now i don't know i know alfalfa right now we're getting about 260 a ton so yeah so that but that, that but that's was a good hay good test yeah that that, really, that that's really good hay right there because so. because you guys don't know how alfalfa is graded is that um alfalfa bull uh mainly in the san joaquin and uh, area uh, they go to the uh, San Joaquin Hay Growers, um, which is a, a broker, correct? It's a broker, yeah. Yeah, a broker, and then they go and then they sell to dairies. Because what people don't, what people don't realize is that one the uh, biggest, one of the biggest ag products that comes out of California is dairy. Yep. So, um, so the hay goes to all the dairies and dairymen feedlots. Yeah, dairies feedlots and whatnot. So feeding cattle. So uh, how you get a higher price for your hay is that if your hay has high, has a higher nutrients load in it, that is healthier, better, more nutrient dense for and, the dairy. For, and for, it, for, think for, about it this for, way, guys. For the whole steams. <laughs> we, we hear all the time from actors, actresses, health people, what you put into your body matters, right? If you go out there and eat mcdonald's every day you're not going to be able to perform same thing with animals same thing if you put better quality feed into the animals you're going to get a better product in the end whether you're eating that product or a byproduct of that animal so milk cheese ice cream jared and i both raised pigs all all the way from 4-h into ffa and uh say back oh i i mean long time ago i mean you you, you you'd feed your pig slop well, that's that's just trash leftovers, and you know what? The meat always tasted terribly. Yeah, and I mean, and, and and so you you feed your animal trash, you're going to end up with a trash. It's, it's like those hunting stories too. You you hear the bears that are sitting in the berry patches, yeah. And those bears are sweet. They're good. They're they good. taste. Yeah, they're good. Then that then that's good, good bear meat. I yep, mean, you get the ones that are digging through the trash cans. You're going to end up with a stinky bear. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Another bear. So. Yeah, no, yo, yogi bear would not taste good. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay that <laughs> one out there real quick. So yeah, um, that's kind of how it breaks down in the selling, selling of the hay, the straw, all that kind of deal. So, the better product you make, the higher, obviously, the higher price you're gonna be able to get for that. Yeah, product the higher quality. The yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's simple, it's simple, uh, simple economics. The higher, the quality, the, the higher, higher the quality, price. the higher the price. Yep, and that's part of the nice. Um, we hear a lot now about, oh, socialism, socialism, da-da-da-da-da. Um, I think that's one of the great things about America is we have that capitalism in that you make a good product that people want, that people then they're need, gonna, then they're going to pay, gonna pay for, for it. it. And, that, yeah. and you're going to make money on it. It and shows, it gives incentive to try to be better than the guy next to you because when you're harder. working, because when you're working to try to beat the guy ahead of you, you're not, you're going to raise up everybody around you because everybody's going to try to, if you're the best, then you being the best, there's going to be other people around you that are going to be trying to beat you. That for society is crucial. That because, is the economic engine. Exactly. Because if everybody's trying to be the best, then that means everybody in the good products getting produced. Exactly. And that's just in means like like let's take the hay for example if if me and joe are both trying to produce the best hay and i'm out there okay if i cut it now if i flip it this way if i let it cure for this long it makes a better test it's got a higher protein percentage it's okay joe joe only had an 18 percent test i had a 21 okay i don't want to get too high here what can i change da 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 at the end of the day, if we're both making better hay because we're trying to get a higher price than each other, make more money, those cows are eating a better quality feed. It's competition. It, those it's, dairies are going to be able to produce better quality. Those feedlots makes, are going to be able to produce better quality meat. It's the simple, it's a cycle. The principles that you can apply in agriculture, you can apply in every other facet of life. 100%. 100%. And I think, I think that just shows in more ways than one, agriculture drives life. Agriculture drives the world that we live in. I mean, this is going to sound so repetitive, but without agriculture, there's nothing. 100%. So without ag, you don't have the food, you don't have the clothes, you don't have yeah. you don't have diddly. Food, fiber, food, fiber and fuel. 100%. And I think I think that gets forgotten 
a lot of the oh, a lot of the time. You you'd have no idea. You'd have no idea how many people just go to the store and just be like, oh, this pork chop. I don't know where this pork chop came from. It's like no, that pork chop came from that pork chop came from a piglet that came from a sow that can't. I mean, it, the people don't understand. And, and there's this big disconnect, and then and then when they find out, then they freak out because then there because then there's this big negative connotation. <gasps> you're killing a baby piglet. No, no, which you're not under. Okay, we like I said, Jared and I both Jared and I both 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 raised pigs. There has been such a negative connotation around the livestock industry. And the 4-H and FFA um, clubs programs, yep. programs from all across from, the nation. From from people saying like, "Oh, well, you're just it's you're so bad. It's unethical. You're teaching these little kids to, to raise murder animals. to murder animals." Oh, uh, really? I'm sure that both of my I'm sure that both my pig and Jared's pig, when 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 we raised them together, had a better life than both of us did. Those pigs were massaged. They had baby they were, oil they put were on. Walked. Them. They were walked every single day. Uh, the the those pigs' skin was better than my skin. <laughs> that ain't hard to do. Those pigs lived. Those, those pigs lived a lifestyle. Those pigs and the time that those pigs lived from when they were born in uh, let's probably see. November pig. No, but yeah, yeah, they were from when they were born in November. Harvested from when they were harvested. Yeah, those pigs probably had the best life. One hundred percent. And something that and something that really gets forgotten by a few. Pardon my French, but a few assholes. That are in this industry that abuse it that that abuse their animals that is not cost it taints effective. the industry it taints the industry because not everybody's like that not everybody goes out there and is like and farmers are the most passionate people about their jobs and I can say this with confidence they they want to make money on their products they want to raise a good product but but they want to do it in the right way and, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent here's something that most people aren't gonna like but. Money is the driving force, correct? So, but the thing is, here's the kicker though, is that you, if you are mistreating your animals, you will get less of a product. You will get your, your, your meat will grade less because your animal was stressed. Yep. And when it's that, and when that animal was harvested, then if that animal was, if that animal was stressed, it's not going to be as, it's not going to grade as high because the meat, the meat is not as good. Yep. So that is why there has been millions, if not billions of dollars that has been dumped into research to make sure and, and for animal welfare. There has been so much money dumped into that saying, how can well, we better these animals' lives? And, and I mean, here, here, here's another aspect, not even of the animal point, but if you go look it up, look up like the top three uh, people, like the top three groups of people that are involved in conservation and... Um, keeping like natural resources going, farmers are up there in every single one because we rely on that stuff every day to produce our products. And without those things, we're not going to have anything to raise. We're not going to have anything to do. It's it's uh, I I go back to this every every single day. So God made a farmer. Amen. Yeah, the uh, he said that. The Lord said that he needs a caretaker. So God made a farmer. Yep. That that. Look that look that up on YouTube, guys. So God you did not make an environmentalist that went to UC Berkeley and that now all of a sudden thinks that they know about about animal about Price. animals and no then no no you got to take it from somebody that is out in the field every single day. But that's a different conversation for another day. Let's get back to let's get back to Jared's day on the farm. So yeah, well after after we cut it, rake it, flip it. Um, we make sure that, that that hay is is ready to bale at the time that's ready. We don't want to be late. We don't want it to get too dry, but we don't want to have a wet product that that's not gonna um, get make a good test and not not gonna make us money. And it's not gonna be a good product for those dairies or feedlots or whoever we're we're selling it to. So, um, pretty much that's it. If we're talking about like the hay aspect of it. Um, Joe, I don't know. You want to go into kind of the the day in the life of of growing nuts and oh, how that breaks down. I think Lord. I think you should go into uh, 
a day of growing and then and then give them a look at like a day in the life of harvesting and shaking all right. and doing all that. Yeah, I know. I was so give them kind of two different, so, two different aspects. Yeah, okay. So I moved up here um uh June 1st and I started to work June 2nd because I ain't got no time to sit around on my ass and do nothing. So, um what well, I started so well, so what we started doing say first part of summer was uh we were pruning our walnut trees because that's what that's who I work for. We grow walnuts and almonds. Almonds, whatever you want to call almonds. them. Almonds. 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 So, um no, so this year we had a this year we have a really heavy crop, which is a really really good good thing. Now I'm not gonna dive into the whole prices right now because something tells me that the price ain't gonna be worth the shit. But it's not. It's not. And, and that's that's part of the risk that's, that we take for it. That's part of it. That's part of the risk. But and that's things that are out of our control. Trade, global relations. That's all something that affects the price, the market. It affects Walnut every tariffs. aspect. So. Kind of little side, side side piece right here. So where I work for, we also sell. Um, we're we're also the middleman. We also have our. We also sell a lot of our product. Um, we have our own holer, uh, holer, dryer, fumigator. We do it all. We we handle we handle from the growing from the growing. We handle it to when it's put in a truck and sent off to the port. Which that's where a lot of our stuff. That's where a lot of our stuff goes because we sell um, in, uh, in shell. So there are all the big in shell markets are over in the Middle East in Asia. So that's where a lot of our walnuts go to. Um, so getting back to uh, where I was trying to get at, which was pruning. So anyway, so we had a really so we were so this year we're gonna have a really really nice crop. But it's not it's not it's nothing that's gonna be crazy, but. Comparing it to the past few years, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really nice one. So what we had to do is that we had to go in there and we had to prune. So because walnuts, what people don't realize, walnuts are actually pretty heavy. Because um, what happens is is that when walnut when walnuts are forming, they fill up with water because that's what the meats are. Is uh, the walnut is the walnut absorbs the water out of the ground, of course, and then um, then your nut forms. So there's a there's a certain time and period where your nuts is really heavy because of water weight. So what happens is is that a tree can hold, oh man, um, depending depending on it, you're a tree, a tree can hold oh, what, anywhere from, I don't know, uh, I'm gonna say a number and then I'm gonna get, and then, and then in the comics or somewhere is gonna be like, you're wrong. That's all right. We're here to learn too. We're just, yeah, we're 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 yeah. We're, Joe, like I Joe's said, giving you his professional opinion. My, here. Yeah, professional opinion of what almost three months on the job. So <laughs> believe me, I don't know. I don't know everything about freaking walnuts. Believe me, I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything. I'm just what I can see with my eyes. Um, but anyway, uh, the trees can hold a lot of nuts. So when they get heavy, the branches start sagging and whatnot, and then you start busting limbs. Well, when you bust a limb, shit, you can lose. Over fifty percent of a tree. Well, you lose fifty percent of a tree. You're losing fifty percent of the nuts. To the fifty percent of the nuts that you can make from that tree. Yep. So that's why we had to go through and we had to and we had, and we have to thin. So we have to go through and thin thin every single tree, and uh, so that we can relieve some of the stress. Off, so we can relieve some 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 of the stress off the branches. So, and how you do that is there's not really a mechanical way of doing it. Well, there is a mechanical way you can get, uh, I just broke my pin, side note. Um, you can, uh, you have hedgers which go in and then you can top trees and whatnot, but that's not really, that's not, that's, that's more for getting sunlight into your orchard and, and, and hedging can do a lot, and hedging can do a lot of other things. But um, how we have to do it is is manually. We have these fifteen foot uh, pole loppers that have a uh, that have a uh, essentially like a you know like your garden loppers. You go and like you cut your roses with or whatnot. Essentially that, but it's on the end of a fifteen foot pole, and then you got a rope. And for because we work uh, we were uh, we work nine hour days, so we'll go and they got them so, beat. I'm working tens at minimum. Well, now easy now, chief. That's because of our employee. Another another conversation for another time is that the ag wages and the, the ag wages in the state of California and the and, breakdown and of overtime them. and the breakdown in. Yeah, 
So based we'll get on it. the number of employees, number yeah, yeah. It's a whole bunch. It's of a whole bunch crappy of crappy regulations that the state wants to do for labor laws and taxes and it. We're not getting started. We're on not that getting started on that because we'll spend another because we'll four spend hours four getting hours pissed and getting, screaming at the phone. Yep, so. exactly. So um so we start at we start at six o'clock in the morning so that's when so that's when so that's when we uh we start and we're usually running about a crew of i don't know anywhere from four to four to seven guys out there so uh we we can knock out quite a few acres in a day which is considering a lot because we have quite a few acres we we got to do it took us probably to do just a little shy of a thousand acres it probably took us who i want to say maybe almost a month to do and then when you get done so then so then when you get done with that and then uh then you go in and then you go start and then you gotta start cutting your day because then there are limbs out there that then have broken because they've been too heavy so then you gotta go through there and you gotta cut out all all your dead limbs and whatnot but um well, let's just go through joe real quick you said that uh you could bust out how many acres in a day oh we could probably do here one second let me go hop on my uh i'm thinking or how long did it take you guys to do almost a thousand acres it took us it took us about a month i uh yeah so about a month to to do a thousand weeks so for for those of you guys that don't know an acre is forty three thousand five hundred and sixty square feet so you think of your average house what let's say two thousand square feet twenty three hundred square feet whatever new track house so you guys so yeah exactly okay so okay here we go all right so you're a, a normal track house lot meaning your meaning your little Yard. cookie cutter backyard and whatnot you're going to be sitting probably somewhere between anywhere from and and no not quite a quarter of an acre no that's a larger lot probably you're sitting somewhere between more of like a sixth of, a sixth of an acre or somewhere yeah, in there probably that's that that's somewhere where, where you're sitting so you think an acre an acre is a football field that's an acre of land or roughly they're they're about give or take yeah, they're 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 about it, so, so that just that just kind of goes to show you the the area that that they're covering and with, with these manual loppers exactly and there's so then on so then you take that and then your rows we're we're our trees are planted on uh 20 on a 28 or anywhere from 28 to 26 foot rows and then our and then our spacings are i want to say right about there too um when or no i take that back we plan them up we, when 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 we first plant an orchard we'll plant them about maybe 20 about 24 to 25 feet and then as the orchard gets older say around year 25 or somewhere in there the trees get so big to where then you gotta start to where then you gotta start uh taking trees out of the orchard so you can allow other trees to get big and um so then, and you're, keep your so then you're not so then you're not crowding the orchard 100%. yes yep so um kind of gets so then kind of i know i i'm i kind of i kind of went off on a sidebar there no it's it's but, good that's, uh, that's what that's what we want with this podcast but, we're just kind of kind of talk let the conversation go and as long as we're not rambling on too much or getting too sidetracked we're just we're just gonna let it go we're just gonna but, talk uh yeah so kind of where do you so then kind of how i get started in the morning is that uh every morning i get up at 4 a.m that's that's that so i i'm up a little bit earlier than than jared to say the least yeah yeah so um i'm up at four i'm up at four in the morning i come in i come into my kitchen i sit down and go get on my laptop go check my emails and everything have a cup of coffee kind of act a little bit act a little leisure and then around oh i'd say around five o'clock i uh I go head out. Uh, I go. I go head out the door. I go stop at the gas station. Go get some ice, some Gatorade, some waters, whatnot. And then I'm usually in the. Uh, I usually show up just 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 before five five uh, five thirty. And the reason why we don't start till six, but if one of our old Mexican guys, uh, Rojo. He goes, he told me, he told me on the first day of work, he goes, you will be here 30 minutes before work starts. Now, this man in here has worked. He has worked his whole entire life. He has never missed a day. Here, here's, here's something I want to I wanna interject real quick. Um, I don't know if stigma is the right word or something, but um, I think some of those like Mexican field workers kind of get a bad rap on... What they, they get do. a terrible rap, and it's and if, it honestly it breaks my heart to see. If, if you can go spend a day with a crew that's out there 
picking onions or, or pruning or or cleaning up an orchard floor or something. You will learn, you will gain so much respect for those people. 100%. And, 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 and it's just, I mean. They put their head down and they go to work. They don't complain. They don't complain about anything. They're happy to work. They're that, happy to be here. And, and that's, that's, that's what we look at. They, I mean, some of the guys that, that come through and uh, my, my dad and my grandpa are huge on, if there's work to be done, you go out there and do it. It doesn't matter who, who else can help you. you. You go out there and work. So work, does, work, not, work does not discriminate. Yep, 100%. So when those crews are out in our orchard cleaning it up, you know, I'm expected to go out there with them and hoe berms or, or prune or, or do whatever. You work of them because that's something – that because that's something big, especially in when we when one day when Jared and I move up to being in a manager position or something, that is something that is something that is so big is that when you're young you have to you because of as when I, I see it I see I see it a lot in agriculture and 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 the same thing in construction and you have what's happening is that you have these kids that they go to college and then they all of a sudden they get this degree and then all of a sudden they think they know something. Well, you don't know. Well, can you? Well, that guy that's been in that field for thirty-five years that has done it every that day. That has done of his it every life. single day of his life. Let me tell you, he, he knows, knows a few tricks of the trade. He knows, yeah, he knows, and and that's and that right there is, I think, so important, especially in agriculture. And my dad, he's in construction, and he tells me the same thing. It's the same thing with construction. You have these kids who think that they get this degree and that that makes them God. It doesn't. I'm here to tell you. Because just because you think you just because you were taught in a classroom and some at some university that if this happens, you were overcharged for. <laughs> that's that's just me me paying my first semester's tuition talking and, right there. Yeah, and I a and I went to a JC for two years, and let me tell you what that was the best that was that was the best decision of my entire life. Now that I'm having to pay tuition at a at a uh, California state st- state school um I'm uh, it I'm uh the penny pinchers are starting to pinch right now <laughs> but uh oh yeah so I mean it, it 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 it's really and that's what really that's why like guys go like oh that's why like there's like you, you get out there and like oh well they don't like me or like they call you like gringo or like what or like you got to prove to them that you're you're going to do the work too. You got to prove to them because you know what? Just because you get out there and start barking orders and pointing and and pointing fingers, they don't have any respect for you. No respect for you. I would. They're not going to. No, exactly. Until I see you work and you jump in. If you jump in there with me and And you start working too, say okay. And that's here we go. And that's so. And that's so big. I mean, and that's why. Like when when I started working, I was told by. Uh, the owner of the owner of the company, and then also my manager. That you're starting at, you're starting at the bottom. You're starting. You are the lowest person on the totem pole. Yep. And that's where you're gonna stay for a little bit because you have. He goes. It was like, look, I know you know how to do things. I know you know how to run equipment. I know you know how to drive truck. I know you. I you are capable of doing a lot of things that a lot of guys simply aren't capable of, and that's in. And that's just one of the that's 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 one of the things. But just because I'm just because I know how to drive truck or uh, doesn't mean that I don't know how to prune right, or it doesn't mean that I don't know how to irrigate just right, or there's a lot of things that I have no idea about that a lot of my amigos know, and they are. I mean, and and it's so fun when I can sit there and I could learn something from them. Because they're yep. so knowledgeable, and if you will just set your your and if people can just set their uh, their just oh I'm I'm too, too good, good for that. that I'm too good for that if you can not. set that no if you can set that aside and get out there and work alongside of and work along a side of a crew and I mean and hurt and hurt almost pass out hell my third heat week, exhaustion my, everything my third week I got I was ran into the dirt I I was. I, I I was dehydrated because I because I was working. It was up here in Chico. I'm used I'm used to the Delta breeze where it were even if it's over 100 degrees, you got a 15 mile an hour breeze. Up here in Chico, you don't get that. No, you get you get hot. That 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 that's what you get. You get hot. So when it's 115, it's hot. You don't get nothing to cut it. It's straight up 115. So and those when, guys don't slow down a beat. Nope, they don't. They, are they love the heat and they and and. and 
and something else. You, 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 you can always tell the smart ones because okay. they got their long sleeve shirts on. Mm -hmm. They got, they got their ski mask on. It took Sweat me, shirts. it took me two weeks till I had a ski mask and long sleeve shirts because you know what? If you're totally, if you're out there and if you are exposed to direct sunlight, it is going to tear you down and it's going to beat you down. Yep. And then, and then when they do get a breeze or something, they're sweating and it's and amazing it's how much that, that cools you down. Exactly. And, 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 and those are tricks from, from being out there and working. You in won't it. learn that at, you won't learn, learn that, that at UC yeah, Davis. Oh boy. Nope. You weren't, you weren't in, 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 oh man. And then that, in hell and I go to Chico, and I'm willing to bet they won't even teach me that. I won't bet you they 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 won't even they won't even teach me that at Chico. It's those no, little tricks of the trade that you learn working alongside guys. And I just I have the utmost I have the utmost respect for those guys out there for those guys yeah. and gals out there. Yeah, they they're don't care. they're, right out there they're I mean, them. just just I mean, just this past week I was uh I was uh, I was uh picking up sticks, something that has to get done. And don't think that you're too good to go pick up sticks, because let me tell you, you're not. Nope. I, I, I. We all gotta start somewhere. We all gotta start somewhere. I mean, and 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 and, and look at me. I mean, uh, two weeks ago, I was I uh I, I have my commercial driver's license, so I was going and I was moving equipment around and whatnot, and I was doing what would be considered more of a more of a upper an, level job, an upper level job. Well, guess what? I actually looked forward to getting out of that truck and getting back and working with the crews because that's that's where you gain the respect. Me sitting in a truck is not going to help me gain respect with the crews. Yeah. And all and 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 when you're out there and I mean it's just like I said, I can go on but due to uh timing and whatnot, we're we're going to we're gonna move on here, but um. But major props to those guys. Major props to the major props to them. They're 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 hardworking and they do. They are the ones who feed America. Yep, they do. So anyway, so now getting back to uh, the life of me. So anyway, so then so then we, so then we show up at uh, six o'clock, and then that's or that that's when we start work is at six o'clock. Show up at five thirty. Um, so then we get started so we, so we get started in the morning and, uh, we take a break at, we take a break at eight o'clock as, uh, as mandatory by the state of California. <laughs> um, can't just work. Can't just work, which you got to sit there, eat bonbons and sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> oh boy. No, but, um, no. So then, uh, and then we take, and then we take our lunch at 11. You're allowed, you're allowed a 30 minute lunch. Um, and then, uh, then after that, you go back to work two o'clock, get another 10 minute break. And then, uh, three 30, you're, uh, you're, you are headed back to the shop to get in your little pickup and drive home. Yep. Um, but here's the thing though. Mo most of the times that's not when that's not how it is. You stop when the work, you stop when the work's done. And that's something that I think is so misconstrued in society today is that oh it's five o'clock i gotta go home yep that's it's quit not, time it's quitting time that's not ag it, no, it, it's it, quit it's time when that field's done it's yeah exactly and if you got i mean i know i know i, I know with jared if corn's got to go in tomorrow that field's got to be dissed by the end of today yeah. so that you can plant corn in it tomorrow yep, that way and, we can get the furrow shovels on it get it, the get it cultivated it it it's one thing after another when you're farming and if you start falling behind it's amazing how that wheel turns and how you just keep getting farther and farther and farther behind and that hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper yep so Amen to that. that's like a story just to kind of sum this up here um there was a guy that had a baler broke down he called the guy that that we used to work on our hay equipment um if it's stuff like the big stuff that we can't do and uh the guy goes hey um I can't do anything, uh, like, till, uh, I can probably get out there around 2.30. And the guy goes, sorry, <laughs> I go to bed. I go to bed at 9.30. And the guy that's working on the equipment goes, look, I got six other guys to get to before you. So tonight, you're not going to bed at 9.30. I'll see it. I'll see it at 2.15. And, and that's just the way it goes. You, you got to be out there when stuff's got to get done. Yep. 100%. No matter what type of farming you're doing. Yep, exactly. So, so, so anyway, so then, uh, 
Yeah, no. So, like I said, so what we've been doing here lately is that we've been just been taking care of the orchards. We've been um, bucking brush, get get getting everything ready for harvest, which we're probably looking for. I don't know. Throw just throw a date out there. We're looking for anywhere we're 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 gonna start how, uh, harvesting our uh, Howard varieties um, on September anywhere from September twentieth to September twenty third, somewhere in there. It could be later. Could be later. Could be sooner. Kind of kind kind of too far out to tell. Um, but uh, our almonds are gonna be going here right around the corner. Uh, we got uh, we're gonna we're gonna start harvesting our uh, not our not our nonpareils. We got a. Uh, one of our ranches in the uh, in the corning area we're gonna be we're gonna start going there probably probably into this coming week on friday i think is when uh is when we're gonna go send those and when, when we're gonna go send our shakers out there um and then it's gonna be go time because then from there we start ammons and then we're gonna roll right in and then we're gonna go roll right into the walnuts and then uh we'll be uh yeah, then we'll be uh rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling. Until, and then you won't have a break till till when? We won't have a break until we probably won't be done picking up until ooh end of October. October probably and and guys, I haven't I haven't been in on a almond or a walnut harvest like Joe has, but but I know what it looks like, and and that's nonstop work. I mean, you're go from the time those shakers start to the time that last nut's off the ground, it's you're good. going a hundred miles an hour. It's because it's... I mean, I remember talking to Joe last year when they had, what, 250 acres? You had Chandler's and Howard's to yeah, do? Yeah, Chandler's and Howard's, yep. And, and he, I'd call him at night and be like, Joe, how's it going? Uh, I'll call you in the morning. I'm going to bed. I mean, it's work, and, and you're moving. And if you're not, you start you're falling moving. behind. You, yeah, it's, it's... You're toast. Exactly. So it's, it's work. It's work, but we love it, though. That's right. And, and I think that's, that's the thing. It's... You gotta love what you do. It's it's the passion for the true agriculturalist. Truly, it's it's a passion. Yep. It's a job. It's a hobby. It's a way of life. And and the ones that are involved in it truly truly know that and understand that. And 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 it means something to them. Exactly. It means something to them. So exactly. So with that, you have any closing remarks? With that, I mean, I thought. I hope you guys got something today. I mean, we kind of threw a lot of information at you, and and uh, we hope to come back in some in in, in some uh, future episodes and come back and kind of more dive in more in depth with some stuff. Start throwing some start throwing some numbers and stats out there for 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 you guys, and actually maybe sound like we know what we're doing. Yeah, I um, mean, right now, I mean, this is right now. This filmed is, the this what, is, eleven minute is, intro earlier about yeah, exactly. what we want to do. So this, this is, is this, this is really is our off, first one. This is off the cuff right here. I mean, this we're is sitting live we're, action, live action. Yay! We're still sitting here at the kitchen table, just just spitballing. So exactly. we'll we'll kind of figure out what we want to do a little bit better here as we go on. So just exactly. just stick with us, and uh, like we said, we got that email going. Right, so if, mm-hmm. if there's anything you guys want to talk about or have us hit on questions, just go ahead and reach out to us, and we'll be happy to. Uh, yeah, no, our email again is uh, is um uh, old fashioned pod old fashioned pod at, at gmail dot com. Yep. So uh, don't be afraid to don't be uh, shy. Yes, yeah, so we we will. Don't be shy about sliding in, cause <laughs> or hit us in the DMs. Yeah, or hit us in the DMs. They're dry, so so, so just, <laughs> just go ahead and hit them. Go 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 ahead. Give, give us something to respond to, cause Lord knows. So, <laughs> so alrighty, alrighty guys. guys we'll, with that, uh, with take that, it easy, and we'll catch you. Take care and keep farming on. So catch you next time. Alrighty. Over and out. Over and out.